recording. Um, guys, what's up? It's Kate. This is Date Fails. Oh my God. Guys, it's been a long time. I haven't put a podcast out in two weeks. I have been on podcast hiatus. That's what I'm calling it. Um, I want to explain why. It's really hard to explain. So I'm going to do my best. Um, basically, a couple things. One, uh, I have my friend Aiden Park here, who's a comedian slash actor, who you know, because he was on recently. Aiden, you can say hi. You're allowed, Hello. To, you're allowed to talk into the mic. He's eating pizza. If you hear chewing, he's, uh-huh. having, he's having dinner. So I basically called my friend Aiden, and I was like, oh, my God, I have to do a podcast. I've recorded two that I haven't posted, by the way, because after I listened back to him, I'm like, I just sound so like miserable. I've been struggling. I'm going to be real, real. I've been struggling. I'm so uncomfortable. Look how uncomfortable I get. You got this. this. Just keep going. So basically, the gist of it is this podcast, Date Fails, I love it. It's great, and it's been a great um, avenue for me to share my life with my followers and also engage with you guys. But at the same time, sometimes it's caused me some strife in my personal life because when I'm dating someone that I like, I'm scared to talk about them on the podcast. So then I try to come up with ways around it. And then when, um, something ends, I get really depressed. And then I'm like, I don't want to go on a podcast and tell everybody how miserable I've been. And I've been dealing with a lot lately and I just felt overwhelmed. Like I was producing the Hollywood pool party show for all things comedy, which is a lot of work and also putting together a show pitch with which people don't know about for a TV show that I'm trying to sell. And then the headlining dates. And then there's just a lot. Um, this is not a complaint. This is champagne problems. Like I'm mm-hmm. very fortunate, uh-huh. but basically the point is I just got to a point where I was like, I can't right now talk about what's going on in my love life. Cause there's been some, I would say this has been a pretty epic date fail. It's been, it was pretty epic. It's so embarrassing. I almost don't want to like even, I have to talk about it because that's what the podcast is, but that's what they want to hear. Right. All right. Okay. I mean, do you feel, do you, do you, I mean, you, I have to, now that you, now that you've said, Oh, uh, you know, know, you can't not do it. All right, guys. So here's the deal. I had a date fail. Um, that was so intense that I was like, how do I share this with the people? And I don't want to call this person out by name. So I'll try to tell you guys what happened, basically. <laughs> Over the last two weeks, people will relate to this because everyone has had it. So there is a, a guy who I met. I am a fan of his work. Um, he is in like an indie rock band. Mm-hmm. that you guys have never heard of, but I love. Like, And we need to give him a name so we can call him something for the purpose of the podcast just to talk about him. Which Rod we- Stewart. Rod-, <laughs> Rod Stewart. Rod, so we'll call him Rod Stewart. <laughs> we'll call him- not that he looks he's, like... He's not, not at all like Rod Stewart. He's nothing like Rod Stewart. But he, you know... But he, okay, Rod Stewart's a fine name. Rod Stewart's I probably call- more famous than this guy. Well, I would say Rod Stewart's more famous than most people, most musicians or people in general. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm a huge Rod Stewart fan. Well, I wouldn't say huge fan of Rod. I like, I like, you know, maybe one of his albums or two of his albums. But- I, I, funnily, I actually, when she mentioned mm, this person, 
I knew. I knew this Rod. And I have been tortured by Rod for years. Wait a second. Now, before you go into this, hold on. Because I have to tell them how this happened. Okay, yes. Please, please do. Okay. So, so basically, I, I met this person, Rod, who I've spoken to just a few times over the years. And, um, and we decided to hang out and we hit it off like immediately. It was like one of those perfect first dates where you meet someone and you're like, oh my God, we get along so well. Like how have we not been hanging out for years? Like we talked for like 12 hours and we just had the best, the best night ever. No sex hanging out wow really yeah yeah i didn't know that part yeah we did not have sex for like the first couple nights wow yeah because i was like i like this person and i don't want it to be all about sex and also i didn't want you had him- sex eventually though right yeah we did but i didn't want him to think either that it was like i was fangirling on him because i really only know some of his stuff and also i just genuinely once i met him he was so different than i thought he would be that it took away well and- he wasn't all emo and depressed like all of his music I I have a problem with Rod people. Okay. And I'll explain that later, but you go can, on, please. You can talk about... Okay, well, yeah, you got to wait. You got to wait. Well, yeah, you got to tell the story. So, all right, yeah. So I hang out there. We spend this whole night um, talking, and, like, it was just... This guy said things to me that I needed to hear for the last five years like basically since my divorce like every guy that I date on some level sees me as the person on Instagram and can't get it out of their head like even if they get to know me and they know I'm not that person but still somewhere in their mind they're like waiting for that freak flag to fly or waiting I don't I don't know what they're they think I'm going to do porn at some point or that I'm not girlfriend material or what it is in the back of their head but this guy was like, the reason I met him is because he sent me a photo that I posted of myself that I looked like total shit in. And he was like, this is the most beautiful photo you've ever posted. Um, I think it was all part of a manipulative tactic. You really do? Oh, absolutely. You think he sent me that one just to be like, oh, she'll totally be in love with me because of this? Yeah, I do. Because this person writes indie music, right? And indie music people, okay, it's all about their, it's not about melodies or anything. It's just about their uh, their messed upness and their (laughs) internal problems. So basically what they do is, Rod packages himself. That's what he does, honey. He packages himself. To make money, you know, (laughs) putting out these things that are going to reach these girls who need to hear what they need to hear. So, of course, he's going to know exactly what to say because that's what he does for a living. Okay, 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 fine. You might be right about that. I just – you're right, and it totally worked on me because he he was like – he was like, this – I see so much depth in this photo. Like, I see you. Like, not the person – like, there's more to you than what I'm seeing here online. Like, you seem – like that girl from Ohio, like that's a girl I want to know, whatever, right? It totally just made me like, oh my God, someone that like sees my soul. Like I have to hang out with this person. So then this is actually going to feed right into your <laughs> your theory of him <laughs> because then, then we tried to get together a few times and every time we would like make a plan to hang, he would kind of ghost, not ghost, but he would like, We wouldn't make a firm plan. We'd be like, let's try to hang tomorrow. And then like the time would come and I'd be like, well, so 
what's up? What are you thinking? And he'd be like, I don't know. And then he would just kind of stop answering. And then. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. So then I just assumed that he was like a fuck boy and that he just, this is what he does with girls. He's just one of those guys that wants a little attention, but isn't really trying to hang. And after um, a few times of that, I was like, all right, I'm over it. I'm not going to try to kick it with this guy. Um, And I basically told him, I just said, listen, I said, I don't know kind of what your deal is. It's no big deal if you don't want to hang. If you think I'm trying to like be a groupie or just hook up with you or something like that's not, that's not how I am. I just said, I just thought we seemed like we had things in common from what we talked about and it would be cool to get to know each other, but it's no big deal either way. I kind of just let the ball drop. Right. And then he was like, well, this way he said it totally worked on me. He said the real reason that I keep on kind of flaking out is because you're really like bubbly and happy and free spirited. And you seem like someone that is always like on and posting Instagram stories. And he was like, I am just going through kind of a rough time right now. And I am nervous that I'm going to be like a bummer for you or bore you or like that I'm going to bring down your mood. And I'm also really private and, when he said the words really private, a little red flag went off in my brain because that last guy that I dated for so long that ended up having a girlfriend was like, I'm really private. And yeah, yeah. Private means married to me now or like involved. Like no one is private. Well, I mean, to be fair, you're pretty public. I, I mean, yeah, but not with my love life. I never post guys I date on my I, stuff. You know what? I guess you don't. Never. No. And I said that to him. I go, look at my Instagram for a boyfriend. There's never a date. There's never a boyfriend. And he was like, I did notice that. So then I said, listen, truth be told, I've been going through a rough time lately. I feel lonely. I feel like kind of at a plateau career-wise. I feel like I've lost a lot of friends in the last year. And I said, this could be just the kind of friendship that you need right now and I need right now is someone that kind of can talk about it. And he was like, all right, yeah, that sounds amazing. Okay, cool, if you're okay with meeting up this late. Um, and I said, well, just so you know, it's not like a booty call. Because it was late. It was like 1230. Wow. Yeah, but I was like, but he's a musician and I'm a comedian, so these are our hours. It would be like dating a bartender. Like, you kind of hang out when you get off work, Yeah, right? sure. So I said, yeah, as long as you're, you know, it's not like a booty call, we can meet at an after-hour spot or I can come over. And he was like, you can come over. So I go to his house. The minute I walk in, you know, when you meet someone, you feel like you've met them in a past life or something. It was just like, and it's not because I know his music. It was weird. It was like, it was like seeing him. It seemed like I was meeting someone else. Like his real life persona was so different from what I expected. Really? What was your impression of his real life persona though? Like, or or his like other Uh, persona? What was... Your impression of him? Well, I'm afraid to give too much away, but let's just say it like this. Like, if I was going to meet Axl Rose, I would expect, like, rock and roll, like, high energy party. Like, this guy, I guess I kind of expected, like, a little punk, like, I don't know. like a That's what you expected? Rock and roll vibe. I have such a different expectation. Like, I, I just would expect something completely different from this what person. What would you expect? Oh... No one knows who we're talking about, so it's really weird for you to say. Artwork that costs too much on his wall. <laughs> kind of like, I have a problem. 
It's not, it's not personal. I'm not, okay, look, it's not about, I, I've, I've had a problem with this guy way before Kate, just so everybody knows. <laughs> and I'll like, go into why, but you know, like emo, dirty t-shirt, barely passed the sniff test, messy hair, answers the door like, hey, what's up, come on. Like kind of depressed, I eyes half closed. Dirty coffee mugs on the coffee table. That's what I would expect. It was so not like that at all. It was not. No. What was he like? Messy hair, but that's hot to me. I like messy hair. Okay. But no, he's not like that at all. Really? Kind of nerdy and like very clean. Like his place is the cleanest place I've ever seen. Everything in his place, very OCD, like very perfect, meticulous, great place. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm wrong. Yeah. And but but that's the thing. It's okay because we both expected. That's yeah. what I'm saying, though. It's but like, we both expected different things, right? Yeah. But we were both wrong. Right. But but what the thing is is the moment I met him, like I forgot who he was. Yeah. Like it was like meeting someone completely a stranger, right? But it also felt like a stranger that like. I was supposed to meet. I don't know how to explain it. By the way, I was sober. Like this was just like, I felt like this crazy connection and not in like a sexual way, not in like a, I want to touch you way. Like I've met guys before, like where I've said this, that the chemistry between us was so strong that like sitting across the room from them, like I could almost feel them. It wasn't that it was like a friendship feeling It's weird. Felt like we were family or something. It's bizarre, but not like, Wow. Gross, like, pervy family. Like, <laughs> So, okay. Not that kind of date fail. No. So I go in, and, you know, we just start talking, and we talk for, like, 12 hours, okay? I mean, we, we talk to, like, 11 a.m. the next day. Just talk the whole fucking night. Like, we kissed once or twice, but that was it. That was all the sexual contact, right? And then um, at, he is, like, he had watched all my work and like was talking about like I realized how much he'd like been looking me up before we met up and so it was just it was cool because it was like he's not a comic but he understands the business and comedy and it was like just a connection that I haven't had with anybody and so I think anybody would fall for that kind of I think that's I mean you know right like yeah, of course. I know like, you said like you kind of like are upset with yourself for falling for this guy, but like, or whatever. I'm upset that I let it happen so fast. So then after that, I left at like 11 the next morning or whatever time, you know, still, still like awake. I was in such a good mood and I left. Oh, and the other thing he was doing that was like so adorable is like every time he'd go to the bathroom or something or go upstairs to another room, he'd send me like a really sweet message. Like he just did the sweetest shit that just girls love. Just everything was like so perfect. That's you know? his business. Right? Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, maybe I'm being a little hard on him. Maybe. Maybe it is his business. I guess I don't see. See, to me, that's like boy band people, not like actual musicians. This guy's like a legit talented musician. I know you don't think so. <laughs> that's this. It's beside the point. Okay, so okay, yes. so I leave. Um, fast forward to before I even leave, he's like, "Can I see you again tonight?" I mean, you're just so amazing. I've never met anyone like you. Like, it's crazy that you're this beautiful, but this cool and down to earth, and like you're so different from what I expected, and just like whatever. So, basically, the gist of what happened is over the course of the next like four or five days. I saw him like every day. We spent like so much time together. And 
everything he was doing, I mean, was like, he told me he was in love with me. I've never felt like this before. I'm so in love with you. Like, I, I really want to date you. Like, I don't want you to date other people. Like, he told, like, his friends already. I met this girl. She's so amazing. I've written more in the last two days since I met you than I have in two months. And, and like, he wrote me a song. And he, like, oh. And then also, he bought me a really cool personal gift. Like, not something that, like, is not something that's like a diamond or something fancy, but like he basically like he knows I'm from Ohio. So he bought me like this vintage t-shirt of this band that he said is like the best band ever from Ohio that no one's ever heard of. Like shit like that, that you're like, wow, this guy's like really into me. So I bought into all of it like so hard. And, and I was like telling my friends even like, I think this guy is like going to be, around for a while like I think you're gonna meet him like I think it's gonna be like a relationship and then I'm trying to figure out how to say this without incriminating I mean the gist of it is then one night um after it was like the fourth night and you have to understand something too about this that I'm not saying and I'm not saying this guy is a jerk for doing this but I I basically like as soon as after a night together, this guy started telling me, I think I'm in love with you. I know it sounds crazy. It's too soon, but I just feel it. And he was saying things like when you have feelings, time doesn't matter. And when you meet someone that like could be your soulmate, like you just don't think about time. And so poetry. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And I was just like, I guess it makes sense. And I was like, but you got to understand, I don't move that fast. Like I've been really lied to and hurt by a lot of people and I have some trust issues and like, please stop. Don't tell me you're in love with me. I'm not ready to say it back. It's been a day. Like we need to slow it down. And he was like, I am the guy that came into your life to prove to you that love can be real. And like that you can, you can trust in it again. And like, I think I came into your life for a reason. Like you need me and I need you. And like everything he was saying, I was like, Oh my God, this is like the stuff that girls dream about. And also like, he kind of had everything that my ex-husband had that I liked, but also with like the sex drive of a guy, like he was like, definitely like, he kept telling me like how, you know, hot I was and like how all that, like there was sex talk. We just hadn't hooked up. Right. So, we end up spending a few more nights together and some nights there's other people there, like other friends of his, whatever. But he was like being really affectionate with me in front of them. All the shit girls love. Then we took a bath together this one night, which was like, I mean, I still was like, we're not having sex, but we can like get in the bathtub. (laughs) that, That was great. So we took a bath together. I stayed. And the thing is I fell asleep. I never can sleep with guys like for a long time and I fell asleep so hard with him and then the next day he said to me like when I put my hand on you like I felt your whole body relax like you just like really trust me it was like everything he said was like so perfect right and then um we end up like that morning having sex for the first time and it was good but it wasn't amazing so like the thing that was crazy is I was like, oh, my God, it's not like the sex part of this I'm hooked on. Like, it's the it's the emotional stuff. Right. And then I, I left again. And then I think I did a show that night. And then, uh, and then the next time I went over there, shit started to spiral out a little bit. 
so I came over there and he was acting a little out of it. And I wasn't sure what was going on. I didn't know if he had been drinking or doing some drugs maybe or what was up. And, but he was like, so God, I came. He was like, oh my God, I needed to see you. I'm having the worst day ever. Can I just hold you? And he was like kind of half asleep, like almost in a daze. I was like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I had really bad anxiety. I took some stuff for it. And he was, he wasn't himself. And he was being way more sexually aggressive with me than he had the other times. Like, I just want to touch you. Can I just touch you? And it turned me on because I love aggressive guys. And then also, like, I love saving guys. So here's this guy that seems like he's upset or out of it. <laughs> and then he's being you sexually aggressive. I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. And then we end up fucking. And it's like, good better than I expected is like great and then what happened is this is hard for me to say like you know guys say that after they come there's a moment when they like realize like they there's clarity right like guys say when they come there's a moment of clarity well the first time we hooked up he didn't come I forgot he's been drinking a little and I think he couldn't so this time after he came I could tell there was like a shift. I felt it. I fucking felt it mm. in, in my heart, everything. I just felt it. And because all the other times he like wanted me to stay, stay, stay. And this time I could tell he wanted me to leave after. He just kind of was like, I, um, I really need to get a good night's sleep. I have some personal stuff going on. I just found out a friend of mine passed away and um, – He's like, I just, I really needed that. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And then. I'm he, so mean to him. I'm sorry. No. But, you know. It's okay. Because now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds so bad. And then like he went upstairs to shower and I was waiting for an Uber and I started crying. I knew. Aiden, I fucking knew in that moment that like something had changed and it w he was just immediately distant. And I just knew like this is going to be the last time I see him. I don't know how. And so I went up and I knocked on his door and he was like, Hey, I'm in the shower. And I was like, I feel like something's wrong. Like, I feel like I'm not going to see you again. And he's like, of course you are. Um, he was like, I just found out some really emotional, like, I don't want to say what it is because it might give away who it is, but like, he just found out like someone passed away very close to him and he was emotional. So I was like, okay, um, I'll go, I'll talk to you soon. But I knew. And I left and he called me later, a couple hours later, he called me and he basically explained that he was like, I'm going through a lot of things in my life right now that I didn't tell you about that I've been really struggling with business wise, personal, my last relationship. I don't really feel like I got closure on it. Now this person passed away and, uh, he basically was like, I need to go get therapy. I need to get help. I need to get healthy. I'm not taking care of myself. I, I don't know what he was doing, but I have a hunch that he was probably doing more drugs than what I knew about. And he basically was like, I need space right now to get well. This is like the night I fucked him. He's telling me this. And I'm like, what do you mean you want space? Like, a couple days or are you telling me we can't see each other? And he was like, I don't know right now. And I was like, you realize that 
last night you asked me to be exclusive with you and told me like, you've never felt this way. And whatever you're going through, I'm the kind of person that would be there for you and support you. And he was like, um, I can't right now. Like I need to deal. I think whatever happened, I think it has something to do with his ex. I think that he's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That he wants to get back with his ex or I don't know, but that happened. And it's, I feel like a crazy person because it was only like for what, five days, five days or however long it was that we were hanging out. But I feel like I got my heart broken, even though it was only a few days, because just everything that he said made me like, oh, my God, I, this is what I've been needing. And it also made me beat myself up because I was like, how could you be so stupid to fucking like fall for this shit so fast and like let yourself get in that deep that quickly to where it hurts this much to lose this person. Yeah. And of course, I have like the stuff he gave me is here and he gave me some other stuff, too. And like it's all it's just like really fucking like bizarre oh and then the worst part of the whole thing is that he then he changed his number which i have never had a guy like in my life like kind of ghost on me and he didn't completely ghost but he changed his number and he said like look i'm trying to start my life over and get healthy which i respect by the way 100 percent. i just feel so like everything he said to me was lies or he was high or I have no idea what happened that made him snap like that and change. But he changed his number and then like he'll he'll hit me up like when he feels like it from the old number, but like I don't have the new number. And this is not someone that I like follow on social media. We don't follow each other. So it's not like we're DMing back and forth. So it's just, it just, it hit me like a fucking, I don't know. I think it hit me harder than almost any relationship only because after the last one, I did so much work on myself. I took time off dating. I like got healthy. I was sober for a while. I was like really doing like self work. And then to be able to slip back so far, so fast to where I felt like I was spinning out of control, wanting to reach this person. And then he's making me feel crazy. Cause he's like, Kate, we only spent, you know, it was a week. Like, it's not like we, oh it's not like we spent, we weren't together forever. It's not like you, we were even like in a, he goes, I know it happened fast, but you're acting like we were engaged and I ended it. Like he's making me feel crazy. And then when he changed his number, the fact that he didn't give me his new one made me feel like he thinks I'm like a psycho because I caught feelings so quick. But then I'm like, you basically set it up to that you, way. Yeah, yeah. You brainwashed me. I felt like I went into a cult environment. So the point is, I was flying home from Texas and I was super depressed because the whole time I was in Texas, he wouldn't talk to me. This happened just before I went to Texas and he wouldn't talk to me. And then he called once and I missed it. And then he like turned that phone back off. So it was just like a little, uh. and I was so depressed and I was so angry because I'm like, I would be there for you even as a friend, but you just cut me off. Like even if we didn't date and we decided to try to be friends I would be open, but it was so hard. And then I started texting with Aiden while I was on the flight, telling him what happened. And when I said the name of this person, Rod Stewart, Aiden fucking, you're the first person that made me laugh in three days. 
because I was going on stage and doing my sets and my sets were going great. And then I'd come off and just be miserable, like so depressed. And then you, when I said who it was, I almost want to read your text. You were like, that guy, fuck that. I hate that guy. He's I have a, a problem white. with that guy. Now you can talk about you, why. Basically, from the outside point of view, from the outside perspective, it seems like he set it up so that you would catch feelings for him. And then he's kind of saying like, you basically you're a chess piece. Like he'll put you wherever he wants to put you and he doesn't have any regard for you. And this is the problem with people who make this kind of music. Okay, like I have a problem with this. Okay, Rod Stewart is an indie artist and I was driven crazy by my ex-boyfriend um, who's a really nice guy. Um, but, you know, he's also kind of emo, right? So he would play me this, uh, his music all the time. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, you know, an hour had gone by. And I was like, is this still the same song? Because, like, all the song, all these songs sound the same to me. I'm sorry. I'm they do sorry. not all sound the I'm same. So- to me, it does. I don't he's know. He's so talented. Like, he's really talented. But the problem is, okay, so you listen to it, and it's all like, I have a problem. I, I have a problem with this. Because it's all like, you know, like my feelings and, oh, you feel so alone. Which is fine. You get people to relate to you in that way. But if, you, if you're like that, if you're, people who do that a lot, this is what they do. What they do is they use those, oh, my, my inner turmoil feelings as an excuse not to do what is responsible, not to do what is kind, not to do the right thing. He didn't do the right thing by you. No. Right? No. So I feel like, and then using that, he's doing it right now. He's, I'm, I have to go and take care of myself and get healthy and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and I'm going to treat you like crap because you're just somebody who doesn't matter who was in my life for five days. It doesn't matter what I got you. It doesn't matter what I bought you. It fires me up so much that people can do that and totally abdicate responsibility. People do this all the time. Get over it. Look, I ha- my boyfriend died three months ago, okay? I don't do that to people. So get the fuck over it. Oh I'm God, so pissed. Aiden. I'm so angry. Aiden's so mad. I'm mad. I mean... And this is indicative of people like that. Like, I'm an indie artist, so I have a lot of inner turmoil. Get over it. We still have bills to... Like, you know, <laughs> you have this girl who cares about you, and you're going to treat her badly, like... It makes me mad. And it's not just because it's you, Kate. It's not just because I love you. And you know I love you. I love you, too. But you know me, like we've had conversations where I haven't agreed with, you know, what, what, whatever. And I'll tell you, but like this, this is bad. Well, I mean, my thing is, it's like, you can't fault someone for wanting to get healthy and get work. You need to do it responsibly and take responsibility for what it's like. Set, okay, think, I, I'm, cr- I'm a crazy person. So I'm going to set this house on fire. Oh, I'm going to go and check into the loony bin. Uh, you deal with the burnt house. You deal with the insurance. That has to be paid. Yeah, that is kind of what happened. And the thing is that is really pissing me off, to be honest, is because I went through all the stages. Like, I seriously got so mad at first. And that's that's what I was telling you earlier is my one thing that I'm trying to work on for myself is when guys, when I feel like a guy has really wronged me, because I'm a really sweet vulnerable person and if I care about you once I care I will fucking do anything for you and once I trust you and let you in like if you hurt me it's I almost feel like it's doubly worse of hurting someone who's really good at being a bitch because I am really compassionate and I'm like 
and I'm like an empath. So even with this guy, like at first I went fucking off. Like I was fucking livid. I was like, you are exactly like every other guy. Like you manipulated me. Like I go, you set me back so much further with my trust issues because you convinced me that I could trust you and then pulled the rug out. And like, I went off. Right. And he was like, you're not hearing me. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And that's not your problem. He set it up so that he could use you for his comfort for those days, make you feel whatever you wanted to feel, bought you all these t-shirts, sent you all the right messages, and then he's going to turn around and say, I am not well. No, you don't get to say you're not well and escape all doing the right thing. I think that's that's what is... That's what's making me mad too. And then, and then I said to him, you haven't even apologized. Like all you keep saying is you, 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 what about me? You left me out here to dry with like feelings. And, and then he finally called and he did apologize. But I think the only reason he really apologized is because he's afraid of me doing what I'm doing. Wasn't the apology more like, I know you were triggered, so I'm sorry that I that you were triggered. It was like that kind of apology, right? He basically just keeps saying, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. I was in a really bad place. You know, I know he was on drugs. I know, like, he's like, I wasn't myself, but I meant no harm. I only want... He keeps saying, I only want peace. And I'm like, but what's not fair is you're not fucking... Like, you can't just say I was on drugs and walk away and change your number and that's the end of it. Like, you don't get to play the innocent lamb here. Like that's not the, that's not what happened, and we all see it, you know. Yeah, and then he kept saying you're scaring me because you're not acknowledging what I'm dealing with. Like you have no compassion. He said oh. I was scaring him, and I'm like, I I have so much compassion. I'm offering to help you through this time and be like there for you. And that's the thing that like that's the thing that made it so hard is just everything he fucking said. I mean, he gave me like the code to his house. I mean, like he was like, I have your back. Um, you are like, this is, I'm here for you. And then just, I guess it was just all fake. And that's what I've been struggling with is just, it felt so fucking real. Like that connection didn't feel like it could be fake. And like how someone can do so many kind things for you in such a short time. And then just, it, it was nothing, but anyway, so what I did do that I regret is I blew up his phone, which is a bad habit of mine. When a guy hurts me, I just... Yeah, that's all on you. <laughs> that is on me. And my problem is it's because I overthink. Like I send the text and then I think, what if he takes it wrong? And then I'll send another text. And before I know it, I'm like, oh my God, I sent so many. I mean, I talk about it on stage, but that's why I like to call people or, or talk face to face. But ever since the day that I left... He's always, I'm in therapy, I'm with this person, I'm with that person, I'm with my counselor, I'm with my, and so like, he's never available to talk, you know, so, I mean, I'm like 99% sure he's probably back with his ex, and if he would just tell me that, that would really help me out, but he never will, so, uh, but I'm trying to work on not burning bridges anymore in this town with anyone, so I sent him a nice compassionate message of like, I know you didn't mean to hurt me, you did but I get that you're trying to get well and I'm bothered that you have me in your phone full of psychos instead of your new phone. But whatever you need to do, I guess that's that. And uh, he sent me a message back like, I needed that kindness. Thank you. 
I'm doing all about what he needs. I know. I don't know. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so, first of all. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I sound even more pathetic. Like, this is the most embarrassing episode of this you're podcast. You're not pathetic because this man, Kate, I'm so sorry this happened to you. And I think everybody will understand this man does this professionally. That is how he makes money. Getting girl, his audience is mostly going to be women. I don't think it is. I, I think it's know. like half and half. But you know what? The thing about him is he isn't that guy. That is the one thing I will say. He's not a guy that fucks a bunch of women. I know. I know he's, I, we talk. But honey, he sold you that image to make you fall in love with him. But look at what happened. Yeah. So maybe it's all lies. You know. You think it's all lies. I think, there's a, I think there's a chance I'm that so it could mad. be. I'm so mad. Good. Because Ugh. you should you should be ra- mad rather than feeling like you're an idiot because this man does this professionally. Guaranteed, you're not the only one. I guarantee you, you put this podcast up, there's going to be like girls who are like, hey, I remember. I think I know who you're talking about. I hope not because I don't want to deal with that again. So, well. But whatever. So the point is I had to share with you guys two things. One, that this shit happened and um, that – I apologize that I took a break from this podcast for a minute, but I needed a minute um, to deal. And two, that all of this happening also made me realize something, which is how much I overthink. And I think I'm going to start a new podcast. Like I'm going to keep doing date fails, but I think I'm going to start a podcast called Overthinking where I talk about whatever's going on in life so that when I'm having moments where I'm like, there's not funny date fails to share, I can still put something up for you guys. And not always, it doesn't always have to be like me digging into my fucking heart. Cause that's the thing is, you know, when you're freshly wounded, it's hard to even talk to your friends, let alone put it on a podcast. But I do think it's important to share because I know there are people that have been through this and, but I still don't think this guy is a terrible person. I think he's a sick, I think he's a damaged fucking person that needs some help. That's the narrative. When you're damaged, you don't have to take responsibility for your life. That's the society we live in. Oh, I didn't have a mom or dad. Okay. So you get to do whatever you want. You don't have to pay bills. Let, let, let grandma pay all your bills until you're 45. I mean, you're right. It's absolutely correct. You're right. There's no excuse for that. I'm sorry. He's not missing an arm, okay? <laughs> he, he's not handicapped. He's a wealthy man, a successful man, okay? And he should be wiser than this. And people are letting him off the hook because he's got, quote, problems. That's what, that's what this society is nowadays. You're right. We can't just let people off the hook. You don't deserve that. I don't deserve that. I'm not dealing with it. That's not going to happen in my life. So So what do I do? Drop him. Well, uh, Act he's, like he's dead. That's he's, it. You're done. He's dead. Done. He's dead. I can never Gone. listen to his music. Because he's never. You don't need to listen. Because it's bullshit. You don't need to listen to it. <laughs> and here's the other thing too. No, here's the. Really. Like, okay. So he's dead to you because you deserve a man who is going to step up to the plate and do things and take care of you and do things that are difficult even if it's hard for him and not run the other direction as soon as he faces conflict and go, I'm a victim of whatever mental problems I have. You're right. Absolutely. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, because when I'm going through shit, I still care about people. You know, people. you deserve a guy like that. Not this guy. Pussy. <laughs> and, I'm, you know, and, I will, and I will use this till the day. You know, my boyfriend died three months ago. Hello? Yeah, I almost want to read. Hold on. I have to pause this and read. The, you guys are going to laugh because he's not even saying it. I have to read you the text that he sent me about this on the airplane. Hold on. Okay, wait. I found the text. So I'm on this airplane, and I'm so depressed, and I'm texting Aiden about it, and I hadn't told him who it was yet. <laughs> and when I said, 
who it was. He's like, oh my God, I fucking hate that guy. I'm so glad you're not with him. I would have skipped your wedding. And then he said, and then he said, uh, oh my God, wait. I said, you're making me laugh. And then he said, listen, this is what he sells people. He sells people that he is the sensitive guy who is internally damaged but will not take responsibility for himself at the end of the day. I hate emo people, and I hate hipster musicians, and I hate hipsters. Fuck them if they think it's okay to not follow through with what they're supposed to do. Fuck them because they don't have a mom or dad. Go fuck yourself. It made me laugh so hard. It's so true, though. You're a little overly angry, though. Not all hipsters are... are Not not all hipsters are like that. It's just, it's just the culture of feeling like there's this culture of, oh, like, mm, I've got problems and it's a cool thing. And you get to act like a 10-year-old because you've got problems. You're right. No. You're right. You no. Give, you give the best advice. And then Aiden sent me the text. He's like, I just lost my husband. I'm a gay man who grew up in a Christian family. And- I was uh, okay. I wasn't. I was, was raised in a senior home with my grandma. She was my only person. She didn't even speak English. I had to live like Anne Frank for 10 years <laughs> in inner city, you know, like government home. And you're very happy and well-adjusted, I would say. You know what? If you take responsibility for your life... Look, listen. Everybody goes through difficult times. I understand. I do. But, like, I I see... You get, like, two or three of those... uh, You know... You get two or three of those. I get it. But, you know... I feel like sometimes... And maybe this is me being incorrect. The hipster culture, the emo culture, glorifies this feel like it's cool to be like oh internally uh, turmoil and so then it makes it okay for you to not take responsibility and do the right thing and that's what people should be focusing on doing the right thing even though it's hard not oh uh, problem 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 <laughs> you're right all right i'm sorry <laughs> it's just the way it is and this guy to me when i listen to his music represents that and it does not surprise me in the least bit that he used you like a freaking chess piece. He gave you what you needed to hear. He does this for a living. He sold you this romantic shirt. You're he right. sold you this book and then turns around and when he's done with you, he's going to say, I have problems and just drop you. It's just so messed up. It is messed and up. And it's not okay. It's not okay. Well, sorry, Rod Stewart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kate. I feel very passionate about this. I feel really bad that we named him Rod Stewart because now like, people are going to think that Rod Stewart is a giant Rod Stewart is a great guy. I love Rod Stewart. I would fuck Rod Stewart. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really wouldn't. Um, oh, all right. Well, shit. So that was, that was a long um, rant about what happened to me, but I needed you guys to hear it. And um, I'm really glad that we talked. And I... If you can relate to this, feel free to message me at datefailspod at gmail. I'm okay. I love you. I was going to do like some funny Q&A shit at the end of this podcast just to keep it from being totally down. Do you want to answer a few fan questions? Do we I- have any fan yeah, questions? Yeah, Great. I have some. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We're going to do a few questions. So that was a very dramatic date fails, but I had to get it out. I actually feel better for sharing. I Good. Mean, we had to pause for a moment because I was upset, but... You know, you it's easy to feel stupid and duped in this scenario, but any girl that a guy wrote a song for or, you know, bought a present for or said I love you to would feel emotional. Yeah. But I'm over it. I'm getting over it. I'm angry, but I'm moving through it. It's going to be fine. You're, you're doing great, Kate. <laughs> All 
All right, let's answer some questions. You guys sent me like a billion questions on Instagram. So we're just going to answer like five of these. You ready, Aiden? Okay. All right. Is not eating ass a reason to be broken up with? I say yes. You got it eat. depends on the person. If the person likes getting their ass eaten, then they should not be with somebody who doesn't eat ass. Yeah, or I mean, if you love someone, you eat their ass if they want it. Isn't that the rule? No. <laughs> if you love someone, set them free and eat okay. their ass. <laughs> so I'm gay. I'm, I'm a bottom. So I need to be with a top. Okay. Right? Right. So you're always I, a bottom. Yes. You I don't switch. And I know, I know that about myself. Okay. So I need to find a top. And if you're not into it, then I'm not going to be with you. That's it. Yeah. So you need that sexual compatibility to move forward. So if eating ass is important to you, then you should never be with a guy who doesn't eat ass. Interesting. All right. I like yeah. that. I, I agree, I guess. But don't you think that like, what if a guy is like, well, I don't eat ass, but I would try it. See, for me personally, you want if like I date it. somebody who's going to be like, oh, I don't top, but I'll try it. That means he's not like 100% dedicated. I don't have time for you. I, I need to be with somebody who's 1,000% dedicated to what we're doing. Damn. Yep. Okay. Because that's, that's what you deserve. And that's what I deserve. We all deserve to be with somebody who is 1,000% into it. Well, like with this guy, though, he's like, I'm not really prone to rough sex. And I was like, pull my hair. And he was like, that was hot when you asked, though. So I thought maybe you could get him there. That's what people think, but in my experience, you can't change people. They just revert. So You might be right. Uh, you, so I like to get people... Who are already there. Why not? I agree with that. Yeah. Well, because usually the guys that are already there treat you like shit, in my experience. But you managed to find one who treats you like shit only in bed, like a prince in the street. Oh, gosh. He is, he's great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Next. Um... Worst first date location. Oh, uh, I say a movie is really bad because you can't talk. Bowling is bad. Bowling's bad. Why? Because you keep. There's a comic who does a joke about this, so I don't want to like steal his joke, but it is true that you keep like passing each other. You're never like sitting together talking. It's like one person bowls, the other person bowls. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, actually, <laughs> right. that's really funny. Right. So I don't know. Those are probably mine. I don't know. What do you think? My first date's, I, I don't know. You're I think gay. sex is so important to me that I just hook up and that's our first date. You just fuck immediately. Yeah, because I feel like, okay, like, like I said earlier, right? I'm looking for that. I'm looking for that spark. And you either have it or you don't. So I'm going to hook up with you and find if we have it. If we don't have it, I move on. If we have it, then I'll see you again and then maybe in an outside setting. But you got to have the package first for me. But it's different for guys because you can fucking not be emotionally attached in any capacity, which is yeah. harder for women. I'm sorry, you guys, straight people. I mean, I can do it with some guys somehow. I'm not sure. But even if I think I have no emotional connection to them whatsoever, like a couple times when I've had a booty call, there's just a hookup. I will still get just slightly butthurt if I feel like they're being a little short with me in text or something. Like I feel like you deserve some level of respect just because I let you put your dick in me. You're right. Like some level of like emoji. Like you have to send at least like a kissy face. <laughs> I, you know, I agree. I agree. You know, I'm, I'm crazy. I mean, you know, these people now probably gather that I'm crazy. And You're so I, I handle things a little off center. So You're not crazy. You're emotional. Which I, I, am I I'm pretty emotional. Just like me. Um, have you ever had a first date where the guy had terrible breath? Oh, this is a good one. Okay. I have a theory on this. You tell me what you think. 
I, okay, so I don't really go on first dates with guys that I'm not already kind of into. Like, I don't really go out with strangers much. And um, I never kiss guys unless I'm really, like, I can't not kiss them. Like, I never go in for a kiss before I'm dying to kiss them. So I have a theory that when you have intense physical chemistry with someone, that this is actually chemical, that it's like a scientific thing that happens where, like, my molecules and your molecules are, like, engaging somewhere in space, and they, like, fit together. Like, I'm serious. Like, it's an energy thing. And I think when that happens, that person cannot smell bad to you when you're like really attracted to them. And the reason I say that is every guy I've ever had intense physical chemistry with to where I was dying to kiss them, I've, when I've dated them, they never smell. Even if they don't shower, they go to the gym for days, they don't shower, we go hiking, we go camping. Their BO doesn't, I don't smell it the way I would with someone I'm not attracted to. It's weird, so I don't think that I would they- like to point out that Kate pointed to me <laughs> as she was saying- as uh, you know, as I smell it, as no. someone I'm not attracted to, she points to me. No, that's not which, what I you know, I mean, I was not pointing. I was talking with. I my mean, the feeling is mutual, but but you know, I mean, you know, but it's I'm kind saying. of funny. But it's true. Like I've never kissed a guy that I thought had bad breath, but I have been with guys before where we've dated for a while. When I start to be not attracted to them anymore, then things about them will kind of gross me out. But it's never like a smell or a breath thing. Hmm. What do you think? Have you made I sound like such a slut. Well, okay, you fuck well, on the first date, yeah, I so. do. And so sometimes when I kiss people, it's like, ah, uh, like the breath kind of is bad. And so I tell them, oh, I don't like kissing because I know I'll never see them again. So I just get through it. So I can just bust my nut at that point. I'm, <laughs> at that point, I'm so far in. I'm like, okay, I'll just bust my nut real quick. And uh, I'll just tell them I don't kiss. And then I just get around it. So if the breath is bad, it's a deal breaker, though. Isn't that fu- oh, for the God. future? No, I mean that's a very typical guy response. Like any guy that kissed a girl that had bad breath would find a way to still fuck her if he could before he's done. Like no one's. Yeah, not, I'm yeah. just like every other straight guy except I'm gay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What do I say when a guy starts crying after sex? Oh my God, that's so funny. I would be like, "You're welcome." Why is he crying? I, who knows? I don't know. I don't know. What do I say? Why? What are you? Why is he crying? I would, why are you? Why are you crying? I would say this was nice. Are you okay? I'm gonna go make a cocktail, and I would sneak out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, all right, I'm gonna do just one more. Um, well, no, we'll do two more. Would you date a guy with a micro penis? Um, no. I would. A micro. Micro penis. It's not about... I firmly believe this. Micro. You know what micro. that looks like, it's right? It's fine. Size of my pinky. This is why I would date the... Per- it depends on what they are. See? Because I think sex can be amazing. But you're If a you use your imagination, there's toys, there's role plays, there's all kinds of other things that play into it which are more important than I think the size of your penis. And if you don't have that, then you can make up for it in other ways. I think that's more important. The attitude, like your imagination, your sexual chemistry, all of that's way more important. I'm by no means a size queen. I'm okay with a medium, small, but micro. 
I don't know if I could. I know it's a it's I, I a lot, right? Because I agree with everything you're saying. Like I love to be touched. Like if a guy like touches me with his hands, what like if he's that- like so good with his hands and then he like brings out toys and he's really mean to you and he's like great in so many ways, but he just had had a okay. tiny penis. You know what? Maybe then. And he treats you like a goddess. Then maybe you're right. Maybe if, maybe if he could do everything else that I love in bed and then somehow like you know use a like a prosthetic. He could. He could do a strap on. Strap on. You know. Maybe. Okay. Absolutely. All right, I'm open to micro penis. Yeah. Micro penis, come at me. But the problem with dating a guy with a micro penis, I feel like they'd be really angry because the whole situation, like they already are mad, like they're gonna be in a bad mood all the time. Why? Because they're sad about their micro penis. Am I being no? Mean? But they're gonna be so happy. But you know what? Here's, here's here's the thing. Most people would not date people with micro penises, right? So if you get a guy who treats you like gold and has all the sexual imagination with a micro penis, you know he's not gonna go cheating. You know he's gonna be dedicated to you for the rest of his life. Maybe you're right. Maybe I should look for that. Maybe I should take out an ad on Craigslist seeking micro penis. <laughs> He'd be so lucky to have you know Thank a girl you. as hot as you, right? With the, with the, with with a micro penis. That's really sweet. All right. You know what? Maybe maybe I'll look for that. I think I might be into that. No one's perfect. I trade that in for, you know, other things, right? You know what I mean? Like, the size of the dick is not important well, I, to me. I do agree with that 100%. I guess I just, I thought micro. But you're right. If he can use toys and kind of other things, maybe you could get with it. Gotta use your imagination. I am using my imagination, but I'm just also thinking I really like to be on top, and like that would be tricky with a micro. Use a strap on. There's bigger problems in relationships. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. All right. Um, this is the last one. This is the last one I'm gonna ask. Um, what's the least creepy way to approach a woman? Well, I don't know. You you have to take <laughs> it. I don't know. The least creepy way to approach a woman if you're out in public. I've said this before, and me and Lindsay Paylos talked about this. I think the least creepy way is to kind of, if you see a woman you're interested in, I think it's okay. I mean, it depends on the setting. If it's a bar, a restaurant, whatever. I think it's okay to kind of come by and say like, hey, I'm so-and-so. I just saw you from over there. You're really beautiful. I don't know if you're single, but I'd love to get to know you and kind of hand her your number and then walk away. Um... And depending on the scenario, like if it, if it is a bar, you can kind of then hang with your guys, whatever, on the other side of the bar for a little bit. And if she makes eye contact a few times, you can always swing by one more time before you leave and say goodbye. But don't linger. I hate when guys linger. There's nothing more awkward than when a guy comes up and makes a move and then he won't walk away. And then you don't know what to do because you don't want to be a bitch and be like, um, we're done here. But at the same time, like if the guy does it with no pressure... It makes you think he's confident. Uh, that's my thinking. I also like when guys buy my coffee. Like if a guy's in line behind me at coffee and he pays, that's a big turn on for me. Stuff like that. I don't know. That's what I think. You have nothing on this. I got nothing. You have nothing on this topic. God damn it, Aiden. You know, you can still. Th- th- what about. All right, fine. I guess there's nothing. I mean, how many. I was going to say, what about approaching a gay man? But it's just. I, just, I do it all online. Yeah. I know. I can't do that. I know. Oh, how many ex-boyfriends can she mention before it's okay to leave? That's hilarious. How many ex-what? Ex-boyfriends can she mention before it's okay? That should have been my red flag, by the way, with, with the last guy, was that he kept on bringing up his ex. I should have known like he wasn't over it. But in a way that he was like still angry, but that means they're not over it. Yeah. If he's angry, that's... 
I never mention X's on dates unless the person's asking questions. Hmm. Do you talk about your ex? Well, I mean, it's different because, like, it's not like an ex that you broke up with. It's like an ex that passed away. But if you go on a date with a guy, do you talk about exes? <laughs> I, I talk about my ex if I get into a second or third meeting. I love that you call them meetings. Jesus or Christ. Or uh, dating it's like or whatever. like the guy I dated that called them meetups. I was like, uh, fuck you. They're not meetups. They're dates. He's like, it's a meetup. I'm like, what are we on an app? It's a fucking meetup group. There's no group here. All right, listen. I think that's enough. I feel spent emotionally. I'm glad I shared with you guys. I love you. I hope this episode wasn't depressing. Um, I am definitely going to do some thinking on this overthinking podcast. <laughs> And there might be a second podcast coming. But in the meantime, thank you guys so much for listening to Date Bales. I love you. I promise to put another one up in the next week. So it won't be another two or three week hiatus and everything will be fine. And please send me your um, Date Fails stories to datefailspod at gmail.com and check out my Patreon, patreon.com backslash Kate Q funny and follow my friend Aiden Park at Aiden Park Show, right? Yep. Yeah, on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, if you want advice, you can contact me there too. Yeah, he does the best. He gives the best advice. So if you need life advice, you hit him up. All right. Love you guys. Bye.